1: It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should?
0: Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, April 29th. This is episode 330. I'm Dan Ellis. It's also the first episode of season 8. What? What? Oh, yeah. okay. It's settled oh. down everybody. That's fine. Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've instituted a live audience now.
0: <laughs> I am very excited about this. We've been around. We've, we have completed seven whole years of talking at people and with each other. And I think that's kind of cool. It doesn't feel like, well, no, it doesn't feel like it. No. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's been seven years since we. Initially set out and and did things like making prank calls and shit like
2: that. (laughs) Only feels like a few months for me. It's wild.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, So I am joined by my two fabulous co-hosts who you all have already heard a little bit from. That would be Mr. Ryan Duffy. Oh, yes. And Mr. Taylor Grin. Hey, hey. Woo. How are you guys doing? What the heck have you been up to over the last week? We didn't record... Last week, because we needed a bit of a break and I. We, we called it a fucking
1: audible last week. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. We decided we would take a break because uh, we're all just way too busy and we're starting season eight anyway. So it was nice to have a little one week break and give me a little bit of breathing room. Uh, but what, what's, what you've been doing, Mr. Duffy?
1: I have moved a literal tons worth of material today a literal ton of material well i did the math on the sand i unloaded Uh by the bag Uh and that was 2300 pounds of sand that's almost a ton there it's almost a ton and then all of the paver blocks which i don't know how much they each weigh uh they're not light they're pretty heavy (laughs) and i got 150 of those well it sounds like a pretty scientific measurement (laughs) i figure i'm like well i load Two bags of sand onto my shoulder, and that's right around a hundred pounds right there. Yeah. And it's almost harder grabbing t- two cinder blocks at a time. I mean they're 16 by 16 by 2 inch and they're solid. Concrete. Oh. <laughs> that's a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm having troubles lifting my arms above the line of my shoulder right now. But I started laying pavers down finally. Oh,
0: what I, so I saw your picture earlier. What, what is the black
1: stuff that you're putting the pavers on? Those are paver pads. So I did all of the, uh, leveled the dirt, squashed that all down. And then I put the (laughs) sand on top of the dirt and then the paver pads on top of the sand and then the pavers on top of the paver pads. Uh, it eliminates having to do like four inches worth of aggregate. Oh, okay. So that doesn't
2: that doesn't have anything to do with that black shit that I had to put down like almost like a plastic bag kind of
1: thing. Oh, I put that down for, like too. weeds. Yep. You know? So I put a weed okay. barrier down first and then I put the sand on top of the weed barrier and then those So I only had to dig up 3 inches of ground versus like 6 inches.
2: Well,
0: and then so that's
1: half the digging.
0: And then that's a little rough, too, because you've got to you've got to take all of those measurements into account because you're also butting this up against your existing concrete patio, right? Yes. So you so want to make sure that there's not a, a dip or lip on either side
1: of that transition. Oh, don't worry. There is because that concrete pad isn't <laughs> fucking level. Oh, it's, it's got oh. it. So there's it's so there's certain points in it where the cinder, the blocks meet up perfectly with it. And there's other points where it doesn't.
0: Oh, Well, I hope you've got good homeowners uh, insurance. You'll have a lot of (laughs) twisted ankles.
2: Yeah, (laughs) sounds like sometime we'll come by there with some sledgehammers and some fresh concrete.
1: (laughs) Oh, I. It's no, I'm 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 done. I'm done. (laughs) Like at one point this morning, like because I didn't get enough sand initially, so I had to go back. I grabbed twenty six bags of sand, then I had to go back and grab another twenty, and. I started, I got all the sand down, I was screeding it, and I stood up, and I almost fucking, like, I'm like, whoa, there's that tunnel vision, I need to sit the fuck down.
0: Just about face-planted? <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I'm trying man. to get
1: it all done before it reaches 80 degrees, so hopefully tomorrow I'll have all the pavers down. I'm actually in pajamas right now, because I was like, fuck it. At, like, 3 o'clock, I'm like, I'm taking a shower, Uh-huh. and I'm just gonna get ready for podcast. <laughs> nice.
0: I don't blame you. Yeah, I... Did you use, like, a power tamper to... to tamper? Oh, down no, I did it by stuff? hand.
1: Oh, Jesus. I, I thought about going and renting one. Uh-huh. Uh, I was like, ah, fuck it. So I just was walking around. So that's probably also why, like, I've gotten a really good upper body workout this last, oh, yeah, like, two yeah. weeks. Uh-huh. Jeez. Jesus. Like, really good. And then I did chest at work the other day, too, which was a bad fucking idea.
0: Dude, me using a oh. manual tamper just on that area that i've got it's like four by five foot section of concrete at the end of the stairs in the backyard yeah i was fucking sore doing that manually just that yeah that small of a space i can't yeah, imagine so i did I
1: did 280 square feet you're fucking crazy yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that's wild that's insane <laughs> that's how that's how much i'm adding to the patios 280 square feet is what i'm adding to it so
0: oh man that's nuts yeah it's no wonder you're gonna be sore how's <sighs> your knee doing
1: Oh, I'm fucking sore right now.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yikes.
2: Well,
1: what but about I'm, you? I'm Mr. here Gr- mentally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, what about you, Mr. Grin? What have you been doing?
2: Oh, man. So I got back from vacation last week, Um, which that was a hell of a drive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in total, it was, uh, gosh, like 16 hours worth of driving because I refuse. There's. There's a route that you can take that takes you through Junction City in Colorado, but there's like this three mo- or three hour long stretch of desert where there's just nothing. Like, no cell service, no gas stations, nothing. So, like, if anything happens to you... You're fucked. Yeah. It, you are stuck there until another vehicle is going down that road and elects to, like, pull over to help you out. And I just... I'm not... No. <laughs> so, I ended up taking a different route that was, like, almost twice as long. Hey. Um... And then I got home with every intent of like resting and, and working on some scholarship stuff that Tuesday. Um, and then like every single time I went to rest, like something would come up. Like we had used all of our groceries and shit before our trip so that nothing would go bad during our trip. So there was nothing to eat in the house and like <laughs> just all kinds of shit happened. And then we got the vaccine, the the second dose of the vaccine the next day. And like just as expected, I man flewed out and was just <laughs> like a fucking wreck for about thirty-six hours. Um and then like that that by that point it's weekend and and I actually ended up running like two days rather than one day of our uh of our like D and D game that we do. Um, because 'cause I've got the brother doing drill this weekend, so he, you know, we wanted to make up a session. Um and then Sandra and I got it into our heads to finally pull the trigger on getting some mountain bikes, and it turns out that with COVID, um, like there's a fucking mountain bike and parts shortage. Like, because oh, what yeah. happened is everybody stopped manufacturing like a yep. year ago, mm-hmm. and then as they slowly started manufacturing again, everyone had like wait lists and shit. Mm-hmm. So like that, the, like the wait list demand alone, let alone like new demand outpaces production capacity right now um so we like initially bought some cheapo bikes and we took them into this local shop that's fucking great um and they were like this wheels on backwards like this gear shift is not like anywhere close <laughs> to manufactured correctly this weld is going to come undone at any
0: point i got so, my bike at bob's bikes you too can get pr- your bike at Bob's much, Bikes. pretty much and so we took those bikes back
2: and got a refund and sandra Ended up, like, doing a shit ton of research and called, like, called around bike shops, like, in a spiral out from our town (laughs) for, like, an hour until she finally found a couple of shops that were selling, like, the kind of mountain bikes that are in our range that aren't, like, $2,000 bikes that aren't, like, fucking Wally World cheapos. And we finally found a place that's an hour and a half drive away. Oh, shit. So, fucking monday morning or tuesday morning we drive out and grab these bikes we bring them back to again the bike shop in our town and we're like make sure these guys didn't sell us lemons and they take them out and there's like three or four little things that basically show that like they didn't do certain like test drive stuff that they should have done um like they didn't um they didn't fucking like Uh, I can't remember the term, but it's like basically burning in the brakes, It's kind of like seasoning on a pan where you have to like run your brakes a certain amount of times with a slow breakage. So Mm -hmm. it actually spreads the brake surface across the pan. Um, they didn't, they didn't, uh, true the tires or anything like that. So like all the shit where you take it out of the box and like, make it, you know, fine tuned at the shop, which is like a no shit trek distributor shop they should have done this shit mm-hmm. but then something that one dude had never seen in 20 years of manufacturing bikes happened my brake line just popped the fuck loose out of the front brake oh, wow. like nobody had crimped it no one had sealed it in <laughs> fluid went fucking everywhere <laughs> so we called the shop and we're like motherfuckers fix this because our guys are like we could do this but this is gonna be an expensive fucking job yeah and they're like well you can bring it back and i'm like oh cool another hour and a half drive both fucking ways so we did that today <laughs> um. So I woke up at like fucking seven in the morning, drove an hour and a half, had our bike worked on, had our bikes worked on for two hours, drove back into town, realized I hadn't eaten yet today. And I started cooking the food and failed to account for like how fucking long it takes for like eight quarts of liquid to get up to a fucking hot temperature. So I've got a goulash. I haven't eaten yet sitting in a fucking slow cooker. That's how I'm doing today. I'm sorry. Uh, uh,
0: That all sounds pretty shitty, man. I'm sorry.
2: I'm just so tired. I want to ride my bike and eat my food. And I can't do either of those things.
0: Well, and it's like, there's, I know there's a, there's a shortage of just about everything that had to have been manufactured or assembled here in the U S because, Mm -hmm. people weren't at work they were they were at home and then nobody was really buying that kind of shit because they were all at home
2: well so kind of but also no like with bikes everyone and their dog was like oh well, fuck it i'll pick up a healthy habit i'm gonna start biking (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah well and it's the same thing with home improvements like everybody's like well i'm spending all my time at home i might as well do some diy shit and then Mm -hmm. you run out of things like pressure treated lumber and Mm -hmm. parts for all kinds of shit because nobody's manufacturing it anymore
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've just been super busy with work and that's boring shit that nobody really cares about. Um but we did get uh a new tankless water heater installed over the last couple of days and it's so Ooh. fucking cool. Ooh. And uh our plumber guy also found an old furnace In our crawl space, like apparently from when, from when the home, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Like from when the home was first built, you know, they used to put the furnaces in the crawl space because you had limited space and you know, you're not really going to be using your furnace. Oh, well, I mean, you're going to be using your furnace a whole lot for sure, but you're not going to be like needing to touch it or service it very often or whatever. And Mm -hmm. so when, when they have, you know, when that furnace, dies or needs to be replaced, it's too large to get there like there's no way to get it out of the crawl space. So you just cut everything off and fucking
2: abandon it down there. <laughs> so, oh my God.
0: So yeah I have That's a, the
2: most American shit.
0: Oh yeah. So I have a full, you know, furnace in my crawl space that I had no idea about. And while he was under there, so he had to crawl from he like you guys know where the laundry room is downstairs. And <laughs> where the family or where the living room is and the kitchen and like that whole length from the wall that goes to the upper level of the house, where all the bedrooms and shit are like for, for that entire distance of the living room and across the kitchen over to where the sink is, he belly crawled in the crawl space (laughs) that entire distance so that he could run a new line for a recirculating pump so that we could have hot water in the kitchen that wouldn't take, Mm -hmm. you know, nearly two minutes to get, just running water to get it hot in there. And yeah, so he had to belly crawl that entire distance and and did all that. Found, you know, the the old furnace and also while he of was
2: old Japanese woman like
0: <laughs> well, yeah, down there. Like I half expected that he was going to find some dead animal or person down there. You know? <laughs> but so so yeah, he he did all of that, got all of that fixed and found a leak that was under there that you know, because it's in the crawl space, nobody's fucking in there looking at anything, yeah. but that had been leaking for a little while. He fixed up a couple of things, other things while he was down there, just because he's belly crawling through the crawl space <laughs> and you might as well do it while you're in there now instead of having to go back. So, yeah, all, I got all kinds of things under there fixed that I had no idea were even a problem. And then I started wondering to myself, you know, we had that other leak uh, from the upstairs bathroom uh, a few weeks ago, like maybe a month ago now. Um, that we had the earthquake here in Salt Lake not too long ago, and I wonder how many of these little things, these little leaks and and breaks and you know cracks in our foundation and cracks in our stucco mm-hmm. and our bricks, and all in the house and everything. Like how many other little things did this earthquake break or damage that a, a lot of people just won't even know about for the longest time because they're out of sight, out of mind. You don't even notice mm-hmm. it until you mm-hmm. go to fix something else, and you've got to plumber belly crawling in your in your crawl space (laughs) and finds all of these other problems that you didn't even know existed so it's been kind of fun and and that's all done now uh the last things that we need to do is have a city inspector come out and inspect the installation and replacement of the old tank to make sure everything is up to code Mm -hmm. and then get dominion out here the gas company to replace at least the regulator on our meter outside and then increase the pressure, the gas line pressure, because now we've got, you know, the, we've got a line for a dryer demand. Yeah. We've got, we've got basically Hmm. more demand than we have gas flow coming to the house. So they're going to have to fix that. And the meter on the front of the house, I think is probably the original from 1972 and Will probably need to be replaced. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, it's all been exciting, fun stuff. And then I had of-
2: Dominion. Dominion gas. Uh-huh. Yeah, Hugo Chavez. Venezuela sells gas. <laughs> Dominion voting machines.
0: Dan, it's an inside job. <laughs> it's all conspiracy. <laughs> Q was right. Q was right. It's the storm. It's here.
1: Well, they just recently changed their name to that, and I was thinking, is Dominion? The riddle name you want to change your company to? Like it,
2: <laughs> maybe they're fishing for a defamation suit themselves.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, oh. I thought when that when that name change happened, or when that or when Dominion bought out, wasn't it? it wasn't Rocky Mountain who Questar? Questar has yeah. to be
2: because I feel like I've had Dominion Energy before in some other location.
0: Yeah, they're they're a large like multi state corporation now yeah mm-hmm. they're just i think they're buying up a lot of regional providers but yeah just like with newspapers and, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah everything's being consolidated into larger monopolies which is always great
2: that's great we for consumers. are cyberpunk fuck man
0: and this is why libertarianism fails
2: <laughs> dude oh man yeah we'll talk <laughs> offline i listened to a really good show about that today.
0: oh yeah okay uh well so let's do that um we you know we can talk after during this little break Everybody else, we'll see you on the other side of it.
1: This is New Name Noah, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. How did you die? I got a cut on my hand. The year was 2491 BC, so that's pretty much all it took. You got a cut, or you drank water that wasn't hot enough, and then boom, dead. I would have killed for a vaccine, any vaccine. It's crazy that you guys just don't like them now.
0: Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Welcome back everybody. We're excited to talk to you about stuff. Tonight we're going to be talking about primarily uh Biden's speech. Well, not primarily, mm-hmm. but like exclusively well, for the rest of the episode. Yeah,
1: in- entirely. Yeah. Which is why we waited till today to do it so we could actually uh Hear him speak and see some of the fallout. Well, not really fallout, some of the some of the bitches and gripes and complaints. <laughs>
0: the response from, one from person. the from the whiny cry babies. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so ordinarily we record on Wednesdays. We decided we would postpone until Thursday so that we could all, you know, independently watch Biden's speech and then and, and the republican rebuttal to the to his speech and then all of the punditry fallout and and commentary commentary around that. And so let's start by going through a lot of the things and and some of the highlights from Biden's speech why don't we? What were so just off the top what were your guys' takeaway from his speech? What like how would you grade it? What did you think were good parts, bad parts? Let's start let's I, start with go ahead Ryan, yeah.
1: I thought he did good. I thought he he was more trying to speak to the nation than Congress or other political leaders. I mean, he was still directing, mm-hmm. Hey, you need to do this to get this done. Like, we can't do this alone. Um, but jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think yeah. that was the, the, the big hit home being like, Hey, if we don't do this, We aren't going to be able to create these jobs in here in America that we can't outsource. We can't outsource people to build our railways, our highways, our bridges to be And one thing I've been saying for a long time. uh, Uh, We need to be number one in uh, energy, solar, wind, battery technology. If you're not number one, we're going to be buying it from someone else. I, I would, I would say in 21st century terms,
2: Um, Biden was pitching a new new deal. I mean, his focus on these infrastructural Mm -hmm. programs as a means of of getting Americans into well-paying jobs in order to create long term benefit for the country. That's new deal kind of shit. That's that's FDR stuff right there. Um, It worked last time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And making it making it applicable to like middle class and working class. Americans like that's I think it's going to take a few days for that to sink in, um, mm. but it sounds like Biden has figured out the way that um, Democratic messaging needs to change uh, in order to appeal to. Votes that the GOP has wrongly captured for the last 20, 30 years. Mm. Yeah. And now I just hope that the rest of the Democratic Party learns to fucking follow suit.
0: (laughs) Oh, Christ. Yes, for sure. My God. I get so fucking tired of people who who perfectly fit into Donald Trump's little little quote about that. He loves the uneducated. Right. Mm -hmm. That he loves people who are fucking ignorant to the policy decisions and how history and politics works. They're his favorite people because they fall for Republican bullshit lines, hook, line and sinker. They take all of that. They gobble it down. They gargle that shit. Right. Which Mm -hmm. is which is. Yeah. Yeah. It's ultimately frustrating when I hear people, you know, repeating Republican talking points when the Republican Party has shit on that. That person or that type of person for decades now, for half a century, you know, mm-hmm. that, that they have robbed them of their basic dignity of work, their basic dignity of, of human rights while they're at work, their, mm-hmm. their dignity of earning a wage that can sustain and support themselves by themselves as, as a sole you know, quote unquote breadwinner for the family or, or money earner for the family, that they have to have a two income household now instead of just a single income household to maintain mm-hmm. their household and raise a family and live, you know, a, a moderate median income lifestyle as yeah, part I, of the middle class. Oh,
2: sorry. Oh, yeah, Sorry. I mistook a comma for a period there. I, <laughs> I can't quite recall if I'm because I didn't take a good note on this. I can't quite recall if I'm projecting or if he actually said this, but I want to say that Biden finally said the thing out loud, which was nobody who works a 40 hour work week um, should be living at a starvation wage. Like anybody who's working full time should have a digni- dignified life. And that means a dignity, uh, a wage that's got dignity to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, he he <laughs> basically said that with the $15 minimum mm-hmm. wage when he was pushing for that. Yeah, yeah that's it was, what I thought it was.
0: Yeah, it was something around. It was something like he tiptoed around that a little bit, but it, it was basic. you know, it was basically along those lines that, you know, a $15 an hour minimum wage will allow people to not live in poverty as a yeah. minimum wage earner.
2: Right, right.
0: They shouldn't have to. They shouldn't have to work and still fall below the poverty line.
2: Yeah, and and to any anybody who says like, oh well, that may fly in New York, but in Ohio or or uh, Idaho, like there have been studies done that show that there isn't a single zip code in the U.S. where you can afford like a two bedroom home. Uh, sorry, not a two bedroom home. The rent of a two bedroom apartment. Um, on the minimum wage at 40 hours a week. There's not a single zip code in the country where you can do that. Mm -hmm. So get fucked. Yeah. Like we need, we need a higher minimum wage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, so what I took away from, from his speech, just kind of as an overall theme is that it builds on his, it builds on the, his campaign slogan when he was running for president of building back better, that he wants to provide jobs, higher wages for everybody, Rebuild our infrastructure and not only just rebuild and build up our infrastructure, but build it back better by throwing more things into infrastructure, things that haven't typically or historically been parts of infrastructure, because, you know, for some of them, they didn't even fucking exist when we determined, right. you know, what was quote unquote infrastructure, things like broadband and things like providing care for children so that both parents can work because now that's a thing that every fucking household basically has to do these days is have a two income household and Mm -hmm. the fact that you know republicans can throw around this notion that they're all about you know being there for families and family values and they're the ones with the The moral and ethical fortitude to make sure women should be
2: naked and cooking and fucking not voting. Yeah. Yeah. Shitting out babies. And then,
0: and then passing policies that
2: deny that,
0: that way of life for the vast majority of people in the country. Mm -hmm. And then the vast majority of people in the country falling for that line of fucking bullshit.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like I remember, I'm, I'm, uh, I couldn't get you I'm the new a button fast enough. I'm sorry for sneezing. just <laughs> <laughs> no post it. Um, I'm on a uh, I'm on a forum for like like basically men's liberation, like the opposite of the men's rights, like fucking incel bullshit. Like this it idea, it still kind of like, kinda
1: sounds like that. With I men's know liberation. it does, but it literally it literally draws from like
2: the the feminine liberation movements of the 60s and 70s. The idea is just to shed your toxic masculinity, okay, and identify. As it exists in society. And one of the, one of the posts that really struck me recently that they had was, um, that the patriarchy, um, and, and toxic mas- masculinity as they exist in our society don't actually exist to benefit men per se. They exist to benefit some men mm-hmm. by the exclusion of women and men who don't meet the standards of that patriarchy that toxic masculinity um it's exclusionary not even inclusionary to the idea of men
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and when you look at it from that perspective yeah it makes sense that they undermine the ability of a middle class you know man for example to provide for his family and and allow you know his his spouse to be the one who's the caretaker at home or vice versa right um because they don't ultimately care about that that's just a talking point yeah um
1: yeah well, I mean, I, I viewed the way I guess Republicans have ran and basically the way this country has been ran for quite a while now is it's been the corporation versus the worker. Mm-hmm. And the government very much loves the corporation, but not so much the worker. Right. Uh, right. As far as well on the Republican side, trying to get rid of unions, deunionize, like, hey, you no, know, you shouldn't have that giving. All the control to the corporation to basically do whatever the fuck you want, kind of in a libertarian style. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you just take what you get. We pay you what you get. It doesn't matter if that's what it's worth or not. And we will buy another fucking yacht. Getting where, oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say, where this is more of like, no, we want to invest in the worker. Because honestly, I've said it for a long time. If you are able to invest in the worker and your employees, the money will come to the corporation. You're going to be much better off in the long run if you have good employees who love working for you, who want to stay there, who are taken care of. You will have a better product. Yeah. Well,
2: and as as Biden said, right, trickle down doesn't work. It's been proven not to work. But like, even if you're going to try and pretend that that's what you're doing, the company should only be getting tax breaks if they can demonstrate that those tax breaks are being like. Uh, uh accounted for because they're reinvesting in the people that work for that com- company mm-hmm. or infrastructure or charity um mm-hmm. exactly but, yeah but but i i want to get back to to the speech itself one thing like because i catch flack for this especially on social media i hate kids right like i'm not <laughs> like not only do i not want kids i hate like actively dislike being around children that being said I am super excited for some of the things that he was pushing for by way of um, uh, affordable childcare um, by way of the 12 weeks of paid leave for family and medical care. Mm -hmm. We're the only major Western country that doesn't have paid leave um, as well as a tax credit for children, which has currently been implemented, but only on a temporary basis. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're functioning on the, like once you've given some sort of government program, uh it's very hard politically to take it away right and yeah. and they expect that that child tax credit will reduce child poverty by half mm-hmm. which is fucking ridiculously cool yeah that's fucking and, amazing man
0: to yeah. honestly to bring half of our population out of poverty just by providing care for their children is amazing and speaks to the speaks to the amount of of depravity that we've allowed ourselves to sink into mm-hmm. where we don't provide human beings in this country, that basic level of security.
2: Yeah. Well, and <laughs> like, to be honest, I would probably hate kids less if like their parents were able to afford to spend the time with them to teach them not to scream at restaurants and shit. <laughs> and this will allow them to do that. Like,
0: <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I, so I, I took copious notes uh, while watching the debate, um
2: yeah, you did let's cover some of those <laughs>
0: so 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 he started off the debate by saying, "You know, go get vaccinated, America. Everybody over the age of sixteen is now eligible to be vaccinated. Currently, more mm-hmm. than half of all adults in America have gotten at least one shot for their vaccination. Um, mm-hmm. He has created more jobs in the first one hundred days than any Potus in the history in the history of America since they started tr- since they started tracking that type of information, mm-hmm. the International Monetary Fund says that the U.S. economy will grow at a rate of more than six percent this year, which is double the highest. That that's that's right. double the the rate at which it was
2: growing under Trump. Yeah, I'm just gonna Jim Baker's wife here. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: one of the things. One of the things that I think. Was fantastic that he highlighted early on in his speech was to say that, you know, only government, only the power of the government can make the types of change and investments that have given us things like the space program, the transcontinental Mm -hmm. railroad, interstate road systems and the Internet, like corporations and individuals cannot create those large systems in a country of 330 million people.
2: You know, those right. are and, and sorry.
0: Oh, I was just going to say those are the types of things that only government power and largesse can do. There's not a private mm-hmm. company that can fucking do that.
2: Yeah. And there have been there have been civic studies that look at, like, say, um, regions that are in the vicinity of Roman roads. And they find that the economic impact, for example, of the Roman road system is so intense that. Even when those roads are no longer present, 2000 years later, areas that had been built in the proximity of those Roman roads are better off economically than those that were not like Mm -hmm. a good highway system and proximity to that level of of transport and infrastructure is unbelievably good for the people who are in that area. And broadband represents like the greatest infrastructure that humans have ever come up with.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty shitty that we have worse internet accessibility here in the U S than fucking Korea. Oh yeah. No, I'll do you one better fucking like
2: Montenegro or fucking like Balkan States. Like we have worse internet than fucking, uh, Oh shit. Why can't I think Macedonia, you know, Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah. And,
0: yeah. and the part of that, that is, that is supremely sad is that we have miles and miles of dark fiber, fiber, fiber lines that have been laid and are dormant and not in use because mm-hmm. private companies can't afford Won't the investment them. to bring those to everybody's neighborhood. Those are the types of things that government does and does well, things that mm-hmm. private companies cannot fucking do at scale
2: right or or in the case of companies like AT&T we paid them billions of dollars mm-hmm. to do it in the 90s and had no accountability for them to actually implement it from the fiber to the fucking home mm-hmm. and so they just took the money and ran like in some cases they built the fiber but mm-hmm. didn't finish it and in other cases they just pocketed the cash because mm-hmm. we didn't fucking hold them accountable
0: yeah so we so, t- yeah so we talked we talked between segments last week that where Ryan works, the, the internet out there fucking sucks. It like fucking it's
1: fucking shit.
0: It's, it's basically just like a cunt hair away from dial up, right? Like oh yeah. It's, it's really fucking awful, but you have fiber buried within a mile of your base and it's just not lit up and accessible because private companies were paid to lay, you know, the, the, the main trunk of that information, but nobody has picked up that last mile of transmission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that is, that is a failing of the imagination and funding from the federal government in order to get that to happen.
1: Well, it was really fun this last week trying to do all of our computer based training at work. And they put so many goddamn fucking videos in it that won't load on the goddamn <laughs> fucking computer because our internet's too fucking slow. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, you're good. I, I want to say,
2: as like a mega nerd, I'm really happy to see him, uh, uh, president biden speak to darpa right mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it's past research that it's done and wanting to do something comparable for the nih um to research health issues like i i think that things like bioterrorism bio warfare but also just pandemics and shit like that are general health gonna, yeah um fucking genetic retroviral treatments like CRISPR and that and their impact on people's health you know having having a, um you know, somebody close to me diagnosed with cancer, right? And and Biden's um, wants to do research against cancer. Like, we, we need this shit. We need to start getting into the 21st century with our uh, research, mm-hmm. with what we do at a national scale that isn't necessarily profitable, but needs to happen because we guarantee life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you're exactly right. I mean, DARPA is the group that, you know, a lot of people, when they hear – DARPA, it's the Defense Advanced Research Project Administration or some shit like that. But it's They're shooting beams at us. It's basically the agency that it that studies and creates advanced technologies. That's that's where the internet fucking came from.
2: Yeah, it's not all just turning frogs gay. Like, it's really good fucking (laughs) research that helps everyone.
0: Yeah, and it's not just creation of weapons to kill other people either. It's it's things that move humanity forward through technological advancement. Mm -hmm. And when he mentioned DARPA and that he wanted the NIH to use or to create a program similar to DARPA in order to care for Americans – Holy shit! I was on board for that. Like mm-hmm. I was all in. I, I I felt like standing up and and clapping and applauding. I think you know while I'm sitting there at the kitchen table, I I just did a little you know push away from the table and hand clap because I was like fuck yes, our healthcare system is the worst, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's so disheartening. And maddening when I hear people in the United States, you know, people generally on the right who say, oh, no, the health care system in America is better than any other health care system anywhere in the world. It's fantastic, dude. I've been trying to get in to see a new primary care physician for months now. Yes. I had an appointment scheduled for today that I was actually, you know, I when I got up this morning, I was thinking I need to send you guys a message to let you know that I may be late for our recording session today, because I was supposed to have an appointment with a new doctor because my old doctor changed their practice. They don't accept my health insurance anymore. And so I had to find a new doctor, which was a whole other fucking hassle that doctor called out sick today. <laughs> and so Jesus. the next time that I can get in to see my new doctor for my first fucking visit with them is another month from today because our yeah. healthcare system fucking sucks. I'm so Whoa. fucking mad about it that I spend between myself and my employer we spend more than 25,000 fucking dollars a year yeah. for my health insurance coverage so that then I get to also pay toward my deductible, toward any copays that I have and have to fucking navigate the fucking stupid insurance bullshit scam of trying to find a fucking doctor who will recommend treatments for me that then has to be cleared through the insurance company it's so mind numbingly fucking stupid and wasteful
2: but Dan, if you had socialized healthcare, it could take you a month before you see your doctor. <laughs> yeah, like in Canada.
1: Uh, it's people, so come a month, people come come to the US. People come to the US from Canada all the time because it's so much quicker to get access to healthcare. Uh uh-huh, right? Yeah. Sure. Un- unlike people like Rand
2: Paul who go up to Canada for oh,
1: right, right or Mexico, right. I mean, there's reasons why companies are paying employees to fucking travel to Mexico to get their prescription drugs because it's fucking cheaper, even yep. when they pay for the airfare and hotels.
2: Yep. Yeah. I, okay. So, so we are, we are rapidly going through time. I want to talk about taxes. Um, okay. Dan, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, I am really happy that Biden spoke to um, his proposed tax increase that only affects people uh, who make more than four hundred thousand dollars, and mm-hmm. if you listener have your like angry uncle Frank right who rants at you about <laughs> this shit, um if for some reason he's like one of the we- fucking Bundys or something like that, and makes more than four hundred thousand dollars, remind them that tax brackets exist, yes, um, and that any of those tax increases would only affect the income after, after the first four hundred thousand uh-huh. dollars, and like if you're making that much. You're fine. Yeah. Um
0: congratulations. Yeah. Like good on you for making that fucking much money and then stop being a fucking selfish bastard. <laughs> You're going to yeah. bitch and whine and complain about the money that you make over $400,000 being taxed at a higher rate.
2: Great, Fuck because, you. you greedy as asshole. Biden said, uh during George Bush's administration, or sorry, GBW, uh George W. Bush's administration, um the tax was almost 40% on your income over $400,000. Uh-huh. So Get fucked, like pay your fair share. If you're making that much money, you are probably heavily dependent on the infrastructure of our country to ship the goods and services that you provide in your business to make that kind of an income Mm -hmm. so pay for those infrastructure that you benefit from
0: and you're not running that business all by yourself either you have employees without your employees you would have fucking nothing pay them
2: what they are worth you have cops that guard your business you have firefighters who keep it from burning down you have administrators who make sure it's up to code like you have well, a shit. government
0: keeping the rest of the country safe and secure against outside invaders that would maybe, you know, mm-hmm. want to want to rob and steal your business from you.
2: A treasury department that ensures that if your bank has a corrupt, like, individual running it and they spend all of your money, you'll
1: get it back. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. Pay your fucking taxes. Yeah, I mean, um, if I got to pay, I pay close to 23 percent in taxes. I do the actual math on it. Yeah. I don't make anywhere close mm-hmm. to 400000 a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I made six figures last year
2: for, for the first time. Um, and even after a massive deduction for being out of country, I still paid something like 24% in taxes. Yes. Like mm-hmm. when all was said and done. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We pay the three of us pay, pay more in taxes <laughs> than Amazon. Individually, well, yeah. Ryan, you paid more in federal taxes than Amazon.
1: Yeah. And I didn't get a new mega yacht this year. I want the, a mega yacht. Just
0: the, the, just the thought of that fucking staggers me that you, Ryan, you, Taylor, me, Dan, each one of us individually paid more in federal taxes than Amazon, the company who brought in billions of dollars in profit. Over the last yeah. year, we individually each pay more in federal taxes than Amazon did.
2: Working Holy at a shit. night shift, living in a trailer at a military base, though, I definitely peed in as many bottles as an Amazon worker. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh,
0: I think there were a lot of other great uh, moments in his speech. I think, can, but uh, can we, go we
1: got to talk about the most important moment. Oh, uh, what's that? It's oh, the first yes. time two women have sat behind the president in fucking history. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. The first yeah, time ever. ever. Yeah. Like he, he started his speech. I think that was like one of the very yeah. first things he said, other than, you know, like, hello. And
1: this has never happened before.
0: Yeah. I, that, that, you know, I w- would like to say hello or, or thank you to, you know, Madam Speaker and Madam Vice President. And then that is the first time that that has ever been said by a president of the United States standing at this podium, yeah, that yeah, was mm-hmm. awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the day that we can see three women up on that stage, up on that.
0: Podium. Oh yeah,
2: oh hell yeah. yeah. I mean, it took us what almost 200 years to get to this point. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Hopefully like it doesn't take that much said, longer, right? RBG was asked at one point, like, how many women on the Supreme Court would be enough, and she said all of them. Yeah, yeah. And somebody said, isn't that a bit extreme? And she says, well, it was all men for. Two yeah, hundred years, and that was fine with you. So,
0: yeah, yeah. everybody was fine with that for two hundred years. How about we have all women for I don't know, maybe a little while? That would be great. Yeah. An-
2: another thing that I'll I'll just say is that I am really glad that they um that that Biden spoke to ending the war in Afghanistan. Right, that he's planning on getting us out because I worked with a guy when I was in Qatar who had not yet been born when 9-11 happened, yeah. right? Like, I, I personally have worked with a kid now where that's the case. Um, wow. Holy I shit, think, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I'm not positive, that Sandra's younger brother, who is in the Air Force, uh, and I think he sometimes listens to the show, um, so correct me if I'm wrong, dude, but I'm pretty sure he was born after 9-11 as well, but he hasn't been deployed out there. Um, um, and, and it's super important to me that biden's son uh served right Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that was Um, another one of that was another one of the talking points that he made was that mm -hmm. he is the first president in more than 40 years to have had a son or a child who has served during wartime
2: yeah and i think that's going to make him consider much more deeply whether or not we should get involved with anything overseas because he's going to know what that means Mm -hmm. to send a son or daughter out to the shit Mm-hmm. Um, it would be really nice to just stop for a while
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> it's so exhausting and that makes me want to bring up another thing he said real quick before we go to the next part mm-hmm. uh, when he mentioned uh, the, the navy and the warships that are in basically off the coast of China being like mm-hmm. no we are going to keep them there we are going to stay in that region not to fight a war but to prevent a fucking war from happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's like yeah we don't want war if it, we can use our military to prevent. Yep. And and calling white
2: supremacy terrorism.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. The yep. biggest yep. threat. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Not only not only terrorism, but that it is the single largest threat to our national yep. security right now. And yes. And that's
2: that is driven by his intelligence analysts. The intelligence community has now said that the greatest domestic threat to the U.S. is white supremacist violence. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought that was fantastic when he said that.
2: Yeah. And it's like, it, it's I, like, I know that I've been talking about this for fucking years and I've done research and everything, but like, it's hit me really hard. One of my favorite bands of all things. So I listen to a band called Demons and Wizards, and that comes from two bands, uh, Blind Guardian and Iced Earth. They play together. Well, they split up and Nuclear Blast basically like divested themselves from Iced Earth because John Schaefer, their lead singer, is one of the people. Who got rolled up in the uh fucking uh in January sixth of the insurrection. Mm-hmm. And like he's turned state's witness now, we know, because they accidentally misfiled some uh, uh a court document. Like Yeah,
0: he's going like into the Witsec th- program
2: right and that's that's fucking wild to me like I've been listening to that like and and there's nothing from ice earth you know as I've listened to our lyrics or anything that is white supremacist like he's in the Oathkeeper he's more of the like hyper militia yeah. type yeah. yeah but like I've been listening to that music for in excess of 20 years mm-hmm. like that's how deep this kind of shit goes and we're finally finally dealing with it yeah. so Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's take another little break. When we get back, we will talk about the Republican (laughs) response to Biden's (laughs) speech. Holy cow, was bad. Uh. All right, we'll be back in just a minute.
2: Hi, this is Michelle Short, and this is Stu Dehan, and we're the co-chapter heads of the
1: Satanic Temple in Arizona.
2: You're listening to the Godless Revolution.
1: For cool Satan swag, please visit the website shopSatan.com.
2: It's true.
0: We've changed three quarters of the Earth's land areas. And while some of that was necessary, we have also changed a lot to build dumb, pointless shit that no one really wants or needs, like paintball courses or novelty T-shirt shops or Salt Lake City.
1: If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections,
0: criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at three three zero eight one 81 rebel or Twitter the Twatter, at TGR podcast. Thank you.
1: The Republicans chose someone, I think, they chose him strategically to do the <laughs> rebuttal to uh, Biden's speech strategically
0: sure strategically Mm
1: -hmm. where i'm gonna say right off the fucking bat that the republican party is playing the fucking race card
0: yeah i'm just gonna say right now tim scott is a fucking token and the fact that he doesn't realize that is disappointing
2: my friend I don't well, make me get the fucking quote out. He realizes it.
1: He does well, And this is why I'm going to say they played the race card right off the fucking back, because they knew if they took the one African-American Republican that's in office to give the rebuttal speech to Biden and anything that was said against what he said, he would automatically go, well, the liberals are just being racist. Oh, well,
0: that's, they're just not really, really paying attention. I can't believe that they're going to turn this around on me and say that they, that's just crazy. I'm not a token. I'm, there's plenty of black people in the Republican party
1: here in Congress. Nope. Uh, well, Republican side just, uh, wait. Um, Taylor, you've done the math on this, haven't you? The, the math, the,
2: the math, the math on so, the number of, uh, black Republicans in Congress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there are approximately tim scott number of black republicans (laughs) okay yep and and tim scott having been elected in 2013 um is the only black republican senator since um hang on let me let me get his name because he's got like like a three behind it um edward (laughs) brooke the third who was a um senator For Massachusetts from 1967 to 1979, and based on, like, skimming his Wikipedia page, he was very much a pre-Southern strategy Republican. Hmm. Um, He caucused with uh, liberals who opposed Nixon. And when he was replaced, he was replaced by a Democrat in Maryland. So. Not even really a Republican no. in the true modern sense after the Southern strategy, which we should really do an entire episode on the Southern Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Sometime. That'd be fun. Just to yeah. like, just to like prep our listeners against Uncle Frank talking about like, well, the <laughs> Democrats started the KKK. Like yeah. we need, we need to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm penning that down so that we can, so
0: that we can prep Uncle Frank while we're talking about Uncle Tim.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck man. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. The only, black republican senator and like that's that's why i'm threatening to pull out the Sart quote like he knows what he's <laughs> doing um he he exists as a beard for the republican party
0: oh yeah he's their racial beard for sure yeah. and that's and- the, like that's the whole fucking reason he was trotted out as their response for biden's speech right The fact that Tim Scott, the only black senator in the Republican fucking party, was chosen for the response speaks fucking volumes. And the fact that he can't see it is so Uh fucking disappointing. Like, holy shit, dude.
2: Spends fucking five minutes
1: talking about overcoming racial discrimination and then says (laughs) America is not a racist country. (laughs) Yeah. And then goes on Fox News and talks about how racist people are being towards him.
0: Like yeah. he's he can't be that self-unaware, right? Like and, he and has to fucking know
2: if if some fucking how we have like a Ben Shapiro or Sam Harris listener that also listens to our show, right? Or if you've got a friend who listens to those kinds of folks, um, it is not attacking someone's race to point out that somebody is acting in a way that is detrimental to one of their own like. Minority or activist type groups, um, despite belonging to it, right? Like Mm -hmm. Milo Yiannopoulos does harm to the gay rights movement Mm -hmm. despite the fact that he is gay. Candace Owens does harm to black Americans despite the fact that she is black. Mm -hmm. And that's not criticizing them for their race, it's criticizing them for actively, knowingly engaging against the good faith interests of like people who have been systemically taken advantage of or discriminated against because there's a profit motive for them or to be protected against that same systemic discrimination.
1: Mm -hmm. So, so where, where do we want to jump in? His speech was about 15 minutes long. He hit quite a few Fox news talking points during it. Mm -hmm.
0: Of course he did.
1: Um, I mean, I just want to say, like, how fucking
2: Christian nationalist the whole speech was, how much reference there was to God. Like, and I like Joe Biden is is a like practicing Catholic. You know, he he mentioned God more than any other uh, inauguration speech I can think of that I've listened to and I've listened to a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's different. Like the timbre is different.
1: Um, Do you want to start there then? Yeah. I mean, let's let's start there. So. I'm going to read what he said first. Mm -hmm. He said, becoming a Christian transformed my life, but for months, too many churches were shut down. Most of all, I'm saddened that millions of kids have lost a year of learning when they could, uh, when they cannot afford to lose a single day, locking vulnerable children out of classrooms, locking adults out of their future. Our public schools should have been reopened months ago. Our country, our other countries did. Private and religious schools did. Science has shown for months that schools are safe.
2: Like, so for one, science has no business being in a church,
1: right? Anymore. <laughs> well,
2: or what? what's the fucking Simpsons? Well, quote,
1: right? s- well, since science isn't in those religious schools, that's why they reopened. Right, precisely. <laughs> because science
2: did not show for months that schools were safe. Science showed that. Children are less likely to die as a result of COVID. That but doesn't mean carriers. that they don't become carriers and then infect the adults because children are snot nose little shits that wipe
1: <laughs> their shit all over everything. Yeah. <laughs> but so he's and essentially don't wear f- fucking masks. Sorry, blaming school shutdowns on Biden.
0: Well, and yeah. and so you know him speaking as the Republican tokenized turd that he is and saying. That, you know, he values our our children's education and they can't miss a single fucking day of school or whatever from the party who works to remove funding from public school as much as they possibly fucking can and to cut pay or to not increase pay for teachers who are doing this work. Every fucking day comes across as completely disingenuous.
2: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. or or as Sandra would say, if she was in the room, um, because she brings us up a lot. The the hundreds, if not thousands, of kids who have disappeared from the system because their families can't a- afford broadband and yeah. have missed school. And the the solution to that is not reopening school and causing people's lives to be at risk. The solution to that is funding the infrastructure bill so that everyone can have broadband.
1: Yes. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll read this from uh, uh Corey Turner who is the NPR education senior editor and correspondent. This implies that Biden or the U S government has been responsible for keeping schools closed, but decisions about reopening are made at the district level, or in some cases at the state level Mm -hmm. based on COVID-19 rates and local conditions. Mm -hmm. Biden has also promised to reopen schools, a pledge that was easier said than done. The science about children and COVID-19 has evolved dramatically over the past year. Some early research suggests that schools could ease, could, could easily, ah, schools could be safely reopened, but most er uh, experts urged against it. Uh, According to the site, uh, Burbio, just Mm -hmm. 6.5% of students are now attending remote school only. The week Biden became president, it was 42%. Yeah. So, so that is a been, fucking yeah. improvement. And, and
2: okay, this is low hanging fruit. Um, but I have to point it out, right? Because it made me like triple take. Um, hey, Dan, can you move? Okay, cool. I wasn't sure oh. if you were frozen. <laughs> uh, we've had technical difficulties a couple times while recording, and I was terrified that we had lost Dan and potentially the record.
0: I'm still um, here.
2: <laughs> uh, I triple took during the speech when I heard this. I still don't know what the fuck he meant by this. But Tim Scott said in the next line, "But too often, powerful grown-ups set science aside." And kids like me were left behind. Tim Scott is 55 years old. What the fuck was he saying there? I don't know. Like, I that legitimately, I rewatched that segment of his speech multiple times. Like, trying to figure out how he flubbed or, like, misread his own notes. Like, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. <laughs> um, And, like... I honestly wonder if it isn't, like, the Christian infantilization complex, right? Like, the way that Christians tend to infantilize their own membership and make them feel like children. Um, But that just fucking blew my mind, like, that particular phrase. Like, I don't know where the fuck that came from. Um,
1: So, gosh, what else else do we want to... I wanted yeah. to hit the 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 infrastructure and families bill plan. Yeah. Cuz that yeah. was pretty much that was like one of the big things of his speech. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's Biden's big thing. Biden's so, big thing yeah. right now.
2: The build back
1: better, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to read the the paragraph about what uh Scott said. And he he says this. Tonight we also heard about a so-called family plan. Even more taxing, even more spending to put Washington even more into the middle of your life from the cradle to college. The beauty of American dream is that families get to define for themselves. We should be expanding opportunities and options for all families, not throwing money at certain issues because Democrats think they know best. How the
0: fuck do you think we're going to expand that- them unless we give more funding to them? Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: <laughs> we're going to when magically about- expand this with no fucking funding at all. It's just going to fucking <laughs>
1: magically
0: happen.
1: Jesus. Fucking trickle down. When are yeah. saying that the government's going to be their cradle to college. Yes. What is good. your argument against expanding education when they have shown that that more that the the pre K the two years before pre-K dramatically improves someone's chances throughout fucking high school to go to college and advance themselves?
2: Well and that's they why I want people getting educated because then that makes them less Christian and less Republican. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and that's what makes Tim Scott's arguments ring so fucking hollow, right? Because Biden says that he wants to expand education on both ends of what we currently experience. Our current experience is kindergarten through 12th grade. Biden wants to expand that to include two years of pre-K and then two years of community college for free for everybody to attend, to increase our education amounts because he understands that the people Donald Trump loves are those who are less educated, the poorly educated people, because they're fucking stupid enough to fall for their bullshit talking points.
1: But even as Biden said during his talk, other countries have met us on the education side of everything. Mm -hmm. Now we need to pick up the slack. They are doing better than us.
0: Yeah, those who out educate us. Yeah, those who Uh, out educate uh, us will outperform us.
1: Yes. I'm being, I'm going to be super blunt here.
2: Sandra and I, I already have a master's degree. She is earning a master's degree. I just got accepted to another master's degree. We are highly educated. We are moving to another country. We are literally contributing to the brain drain of the United States because in large part Republican policy has been so bad for 30 years that we don't want to grow old in this shit. Mm -hmm. Like I am that statistic. It's me. Like it's me, Steve Austin. It's been me all along. Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and he also says that the infrastructure plan will shrink our economy and it's not common sense. I've been looking at the, his, his stuff from the white house dot gov site Mm -hmm. uh from uh New York Times on what they've been putting up for it. I don't see I don't see why they don't like it. And and the daily in their episode today covered
2: like, yeah, there's a lot of different expert opinions, and there's only one that says that it won't be an effective use of funds. Most of them say that it will create jobs. Yes. Um but we are running out of time. We are out of time. So (sighs) <sighs> yeah, shit, man.
0: It was just it was I, so it was so frustrating to hear the bullshit yeah. coming out of his mouth, and for him to either not realize that he's a token, or to realize that he is and to fucking play along with it anyway is despicable. I think Tim Scott, Jesus Christ, man, what the fuck are you doing? You are harming. You are harming so many people. You're not only harm. Oh, I just. I don't want to. Yeah, if if. i'm gonna i'm gonna go off on a rant if i don't stop now so i'll I'll just stop
2: now (laughs) he's making a paycheck that's what he's doing Dan. like oh my god yeah (laughs) one of these days one of these days it's so fucking you'll you'll come in and you'll be like yeah he's bullshitting for cash (laughs) yeah
0: it's fucking it's so despicable like and just the fact that he
2: <laughs> My God,
0: he's the only, the only black fucking senator in the Republican Party. Not just the only black male Republican in the Senate. He's the only black period in the Republican Party in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <sighs> and he, he thinks that, you know, listening to fucking Lindsey Graham, a southern white person, is going to, you know, make things better for himself and for blacks throughout the United States. Fuck Tim Scott, you stupid motherfucker.
2: Well, I mean, Lady G knows all about selling out his own people, too, but that's That's true for another time.
0: (laughs) That's true. I guess I I hadn't considered that angle, but yes, you're absolutely correct. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be two skeptical chaps. Alan Firth. Don't be a Richard. Hunter Grin. John McCullough.
1: Ollie Olson. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Stephen Andrews. Theodore Sellin. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. All hail Peanut Buttra, Andrew Vodepich. Corey Ebert. Jeff Peterson. Jeremy Goodson, Megan Mitchell, Utah Outcasts, Wesley Aaron, Freethinker Two One Five,
0: Matthew Sanders, a new Patreon patron. Thank you very much, Matthew. Welcome
1: aboard. Chad Pryor, Janet Uter, Purple Dragon, Savita Kuna, Ah, Jean Paul, Shark, Sark Shark, Sark. John Paul. Shart! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. Oh my god! It's, that's what he's gonna always be, John Paul Shart Now, <laughs> oh my god!
2: Tim, <laughs> Tim Jacobson, Trisha Weir. Ah, oh, fuck you! <laughs> if you want the Jean Paul Sartre, you have to
1: take the long quote. That's the law. <laughs> A noble spirit. Embinds the smallest man. Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> you. You're next.
2: <laughs> A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. A perfectly cromulent statement. And uh, James,
1: thank you very much, everybody. We I don't watch enough Star Wars. <laughs> Simpsons, that's the Simpsons. Get out of here, you heathen! Oh <laughs> that's
0: that's God oh Jesus,
1: that's worse. <laughs> I know, I did it on purpose. That's, God. Oh my god.
0: So that's worse than my friend Tony likes to piss people off by like combining Star Trek and Star Wars stuff yep. together. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That's where I got it from. <laughs> nice.
2: Hey viewers, um make sure to comment on our Facebook page. Tell us what your favorite season of Firefly is,
1: okay? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> or the movie.
0: I like the season where Darth Vader comes and this <laughs> shit. <up. laughs> Oh my God! Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you guys for joining me this evening. Uh, fuck Tim Scott and the Republican Party. Daniel's out. Bye.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> That's a long time.
0: Oh God damn it! That was the wrong fucking sound. I forgot to get my little key up here,
2: <laughs> and I have the volume all the way down. Let me. I'm going to do this again. Uh, None of Ryan's relatives have died, Dan. You can't use that. (laughs) Uh, I am looking for the road past. Sandra looked at me after that and was like, what the fuck, Dan? Dan is a heartless fucking bastard. That asshole. <laughs> I can't fucking believe he did that
1: ah <laughs> oh, fuck you
2: <sighs> if you want the Jean Paul Sartre you have to take the long quote the law
1: <laughs> a noble spirit and binds the smallest man and <laughs> biggins a noble spirit and biggins the smallest man a perfect cumulate ah <laughs> A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. A perfect, cromulent statement.
0: That was, that was really close. It was fuck. really close. <laughs> you want to do it one more time? Embinds? Embigens, and, and then perfectly. You just said
1: perfect. Oh, there. did I? <laughs> A noble spirit embinds the smallest man. Nope. nope. <laughs> oh, fuck what? you. You're next.
2: <laughs> A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man a perfectly cromulent statement
0: and Uh, james thank you very much everybody
1: i don't watch enough star wars (laughs) simpsons that's the simpsons get out of here you heathen that's
2: that's oh jesus